my friend fuck me okay max is back on land (laughs) i've i've got my two feet on land talk to me about what i'm supposed to say ahoy 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 there mateys and welcome to (laughs) bachelor of hearts presents scholarship the real love boat australia podcast that asks the question is grouse a sydney word no, grouse is not a Sydney word. I don't think so, right? No, I know this as a word from, let me say, my dad growing up, mm-hmm. and I grew up in Ballina. My right. dad came it's from Port Macquarie. First time hearing about that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like if if Sydney, if grouse is a Sydney word, somebody better have a word to uh, the medium to large game bird with a plump body and feathered legs primarily found in temperate and subarctic regions of the Northern yeah. Hemisphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Got Talk him. Talk more about that. Fucked <laughs> him up. <laughs> uh, my name is Xavier Rebetsky Noonan. I love the humble grouse and the bachelor <laughs> and <laughs> whatever this fucking TV show is called again. I hate the SS coronavirus. I love having a very long intro. Joining me as always, of course, is my first mate, Max Quinn. G'day. You know how many people sent us that meme this week that said, 40 minutes into podcast. Anyway, let's dive straight in. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been seen. I've been I've been read for filth. To the point where I even sent it to you. And I was like, lol. And you were like, this has been sent to me many times. <laughs> I was like, this is very funny. But our listeners know they can, they can reach me quicker. <laughs> I'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging that today we are recording on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and pay respect to the traditional custodians of this land. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and that it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Max, I, I, I mean, I, I'm excited to be here. I'm happy to be talking to you on the podcast. I hate to short sell this episode right up the top. Look, this episode's going to be a B. Yeah. It's going to be a solid B. <laughs> it's tricky. It's tricky, right? Because like at the top of the episode, I like to give a little tease about like what people can expect and look mm-hmm. forward to, get people interested, make them go, I don't regret downloading this, and make people go, you know. I like to pre- pretend for a moment that there are no other podcasts in the entire world. Right, and that people's data is worthwhile, and right. that it means something. Mm-hmm. Your data um, doesn't mean anything. No, your data doesn't mean shit. Give us um, more of it. In fact, if you're like... <laughs> If, if at this point you're like, I'm tuning out, just fucking download the rest of the episode anyway. Yeah, yeah. If you're downloading this episode part by part, which is a thing that I guess Max is implying that people do, just get the whole thing. You want to get the whole hog. Yeah. Uh, I don't think these episodes were particularly strong of this no. uh, of this TV show that we talk about. They, I think they were both really short. I think maybe, maybe both of them had like some filler in them. 
Look, we're sputtering towards the end of this season and it's a show that, look, while we have found it very, very wholesome mm. and we've found it wholesome for reasons that it lacks, like, pizzazz or, like, that, like, real reality TV drama that we have been so conditioned to believe is necessary over the last 10 years. These episodes, while I will say that they don't have pizzazz, I will also say, like, I was lacking a little bit of spice. Yeah, I feel like um, the real strength of this show, as we've been talking about, is that it is not putting entertainment before, um, you know, what, whatever else. Like realism feelings, or feelings or, yeah, like just a nice hangout type of program mm -hmm. or whatever with people getting to know each other and feeling nice. Um, there's some of that in this episode. It's not a huge focus and there is not much else <laughs> to fill in the cracks, I guess. Right. Um, but I'm excited to talk about it because there were some fun moments. Um, and also because we've been getting so much joy out of this show that, um, you know, like I, I, we have to talk about all of it. Let's know? talk through it. I'm really excited to finish the show with you yes, and then move I, on to the challenge immediately. Is that what we're going to do? Really? I, I really want to. Yeah. I guess maybe we have to. I don't know how to talk about what's going to happen on that show. Oh, you know, I do. I've got many years of experience of like talking about when people go and they taste some wine and cheese and then they have a little mm. kiss. But I don't know how to be like, oh, so then the second one, the p biggest guy um, went first and he um, ran really fast. And then the second guy was running just a little bit slower to get to the next location. And then, um, you know, like it's just going to be all sorts of... It's all about the interpersonals on the challenge, though. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to experience it. I think that the CBS challenge, which was just aired, mm. which featured a bunch of people from various CBS Viacom shows, mm -hmm. was not entirely that well received as compared to the MTV challenge, mm. which is my area of expertise also. Oh, well, MTV has now been swallowed up by CBS. This is true, yeah. right? Yeah. But they have decided to make these things separate products. Oh, so great. the um, CBS challenge features people from other CBS properties, more of an all-stars kind of situation, and they mm -hmm. broadcast it in prime time on CBS. Yeah, which is like free-to-air, you know. Exactly. Like everybody in America kind of has it if they want it, you know. Right, whereas uh, MTV is premium cable, mm. and the MTV challenge features, well, firstly, 40 seasons of lore, <laughs> and secondly people that you would remember from other MTV shows generally from the sure. past, but they have also started to pilfer from other shows. So a lot of the CBS challenge version features, for example, people from Survivor. Right. Yeah, the American okay. Survivor. Whereas uh, the MTV version also features now people from the American Survivor. There's have, no difference. I don't understand why they've cannibalized their product. That is odd. Have they got anybody from other CBS shows, like, you know, Young Sheldon or... Uh... Wouldn't it be good if Young Sheldon was on this? No, it's other CBS realities. It's mainly Big Brother and Amazing Race. Okay, but right. then Big Brother and Amazing Race have... Oh, wait, no, Amazing Race isn't... Anyway. Um... Dr. Phil? <sighs> <laughs> I wish. One of the Truly, I wish. Truly, I wish. Yeah, um. uh, but now it's like all of these reality show people are on the MTV version, which is people, which is where people go to experience reality TV content. Mm. And CBS were like, this will work in the same way that something like Survivor works, but it doesn't right. on their main channel. So 
what I'm interested in with this Australian version is how it compares to what has been created in its various iterations overseas Mm. and uh, how we put the Australian reality twist on it, given that Conrad and Kieran and Brooke and a couple of survivors and et cetera this has are going be to be on this. The most stacked cast for any show. Yeah, fuck yeah. In the That's reality the other part space of it. that I'm like, aware of. It's know? the most stacked Australian reality cast in a really long time. And are we going to have to think of a whole new concept theme theme song? Absolutely. <laughs> Am I confident that we can do that? Maybe. In the next couple of weeks, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a job right now. There's nothing else. To do. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, look. Uh, oh, I also, while we're somewhat off topic and avoiding talking oh, yeah. about these two kind of uh, not all that interesting episodes of The Real Up Boat, I just wanted to thank everybody for their enthusiasm about our last episode that we Hell put yeah. out. Um, I just fucking had such a great time, and uh, I'm glad... People got a lot out of that because we put a lot into it um, and doing spooky nonsense. And like, I think um, it was great to have a guest and I would like to have more real love boat people on the podcast, maybe. Yeah, more ship heads. Yeah, exactly. But also we're kind of running out of episodes. So I don't know, like maybe we'll have some people back to talk batchy or we'll have some people back to, uh, you know, just kind of have a general chin wag and not a recap episode or something. Wouldn't object. Would really love that. Yeah. Maybe they want to talk about the race. Yes. You know, by the boat. race, do you mean the challenge? That's right. Not the amazing race. <laughs> We're not pivoting that hard just yet. Although, no. you know, I'll, you know, again, not much going on. Um, speaking of not much going on, let's dive quickly into a very uh, speed run sort of batch world catch up. Oh, yeah, there's some uh, a small amount of things going on that we should ch- chat about. Yeah, I have like a, a short list of um, quite small things that are happening right now. Um, the, the big news, I guess, is that we now have a new premiere date. Um, we had previously announced on the podcast that it was going to be January 2nd. That's what was reported to... No longer. City Morning Herald and a few other places. It is now January 9th instead. Mm. Um, not sure why, um, it doesn't, it's not like a massively better time for it to start, you know, like January is a terrible time for the show to be. I think we talked yeah. about it already. It's a yeah. very weird choice that we don't understand. Um, maybe they're gaining an extra weight, you know, like January 2nd, like nobody is really right aware of TV and by this- January 9th. Things have settled a little bit. It feels better to me in the sense that this is the week that radio ratings return also. Mm -hmm. So that, at least in my weird, like, the people who have taken two weeks at Christmas brain. Yeah. Well, I think that... Feels a bit better. Yeah. I think that is probably the primary reasoning. I don't know how the ratings work. Um in this in this time of year or (laughs) really uh, that much to be honest yeah um but i think honestly the two weeks of leave at christmas crowd like they they want this show to be talked about at an office cooler i think that's how they they think about these things and obviously um you know people work offline and the world is a bit different than it was a couple years ago and all that kind of stuff but i think this is probably their their reasoning is like if we're going to get anybody to watch this show it would be now good if we could have yeah. some kind of sort of word of mouth and, you know, not just people quietly watching it on their holidays or whatever. Precisely. And particularly if people are going to be, and I don't know if this is the case, but I would imagine that some offices are like, for the 2023 new year, guess what? We're back, baby. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, other small Bachelor news. Um, mm. Bella Varela's got a nose job. <laughs> good Did on she? Yeah. 
she looks Danny's great. on a retreat with her at the moment. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, she looks great. She got it a while ago, but now she's unveiled it. And oh. the Daily Mail were <laughs> very excited to share All the news. Right. Well, let me see if I can get an update on the Nosy Dre for you. Yeah, that'd be great if she's having any, like, sort of um, breathing problems or, you know. Sure, sure, yeah. Because it can't, I mean, it, it can't. It's interesting that they're on a perfume retreat, so we'll see. <laughs> Maybe that's why she got the nose job. Right. It was non-functioning before that, and now she's able to, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Why do they call it a snoz job? Why Maybe. do they or why don't they? Why don't they? Um, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Maybe we can ask. Um, Osher Ginsburg has new Wait. hair. Oh yeah, that's cool. This is sweeping the nation. I've had he many. He's really become Max Joseph, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, Max Joseph being the one from Catfish that isn't Neve. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The yeah, former yeah, yeah. Catfish co-host, who is the Silver Fox, Max Joseph, who has that's not right. been on our screens for many years. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's true. He's giving like he's giving like cool Nana energy. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's partly because he always has like quite sort of quirky sunglasses or mm. no, sorry, just regular glasses frames mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I think it's sort of, he's leaning into some, some of his other sartorial choices and stuff like that, but he's gone uh shock of white hair and very sort of unruly, like almost mad professor sort of yeah. vibe. Um, and people are, people are obviously flipping out. Um, but I think and it's great. he just did it so completely normally as well, where he was like, this is just what I look like now. Right. And, and it's I not, appreciate. yeah, it's not for a, a gig or for a role or anything, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell. I think it's just like, yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to give it a go. You know, he's doing, he's doing Movember and he's posting about that, but he's not posting about like the other hair on his face that's had a really <laughs> grand transformation. So, um, yeah, we love it. You know, what's Yeah, the... look, maybe he's going like full... Uh, Carl Lager. Wait, no, can't say that. Maybe he's going full Jamie Lee Curtis. It's got a bit of Jamie Lee Curtis to it. It's totally yeah. true. Yeah, I, I kind of when he popped up on Instagram, I was kind of expecting him to say like Halloween Hands is coming to Blu-ray and digital. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's fun. Like maybe I wonder if it's like he spotted like one. Well, he's got a little gray. He's yeah. got a little bit of gray. I was going to say, like, maybe it's like, oh, as soon as I spot a gray hair, I'm just, like, leaning 100% of the way into it. It went but full silve. It's kind of already been there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what prompted it. I'd be fascinated to find out. Of course, he doesn't like to talk to us. At all. <laughs> yeah. He's very aware of us. And was it the very weird enough. song that we made? <laughs> Which one was that? Blocked by Osh? Yeah. <sighs> it's not that odd, is it, really? Nah, it's, it's nice. It's kind of a banger. You know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Look. Um, and we didn't make that, by the way. That oh was, yeah, I forget who that was. What was your friend's name? Yeah, couldn't tell you. No, yeah, can't can't, can't remember. Well, we're going deep in the law for just the Boh fans this episode. <sighs> Look, if you've been sticking with us for a long while, you know about the song "Blocked by Osh" and how that mm-hmm. was related to my friend Joe Lauder. And then later, Osher explained that a bot hacked his account and blocked a bunch of different random accounts. Mm. Had nothing to do with him personally. Didn't have anything to no. do with Osher and his white hair, which we admire. Yeah. Uh, speaking of if you've been following the podcast for a little while, there was a guest that we had on the podcast a decent while ago who mm. has, uh, is not a big person on social media, but made a sort of broke our silence, um, within the last week or two to announce that she, and by that, I mean, Vanessa Sunshine is pregnant. Oh, we love Vanessa Sunshine. Yeah. And she's what a fucking, joy. Uh, one of the great people and like, you know, it's a it's a blessing to her life that she's not involved in all the sort of social media like mm-hmm. garbage um, mm-hmm. that the bachelor world sort of seems to uh, request from a lot of people. Um, she is she's left herself out of that most of the way, but um, it was it was wonderful to see this post pop up. Uh, she's 
you know, she's looking fantastic, and we, we send her all our love and uh, happiness. And what's up to baby Sunshine as well, you know? What would you name that baby? Oh. If it were up to you, and maybe it is, we don't know. We don't know. Vanessa could get in touch. Mm-hmm. And by mm-hmm. Vanessa, I mean Vanessa Sunshine right, could of get in touch. Yeah. Um, Darren? Darren Sunshine is pretty yep. good. Yeah. That's what I'd call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the I think part of the power, the truth, the beauty, the majesty of Vanessa Sunshine as a name mm. is that her name isn't like Moonbeam Sunshine or something. You know, it's not. It's oh, not. This two is really true. Wild names. It's, it's not Star Child Sunshine. Right. Exactly. It's like normal, nice name, and then Sunshine. You know. Let's so go. yeah. So I think Darren really fits the bill. I yeah. think that's probably. I don't even need to suggest another one. That's perfect. We're done. Uh, the other thing in the Batch world is that, uh, I'm still watching Bachelor in Paradise US. Oh yeah, um, Flo's going good, isn't she? Yeah, so at the time of recording, Flo and Adam are both still on Bachelor in Paradise. Flatum. <laughs> they're not together, but yes, they are, uh, you know, I mean, they're... In our hearts. Yes. Uh, neither of them are doing that much of no. This is why I'm like, is this barely worth mentioning? Um, I wanted to mention though that Flo gave a like friendship rose or like a you know you deserve to stay another week rose to Amex. Oh great! Um, because he did the same for her in an elimination back on Bachelor in Paradise Australia like That's years right. ago. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. And Flo has been posting on Instagram, being like, a lot of people thought this was so random of me, but actually, here's a classic memory. You know. Um, so that's good. Anyway, you know, Bachelor, it just, it just continues to be nothing. Uh, and it's going to be very strange to be watching it again in, yeah. uh, in a month or two months. Like um, not even 18 months on, but the world has changed so much. And what we expect from the show mm. has changed so significantly. Mm. And there are three of them. There's three of them. I've been struggling to like. I've been struggling to wrap my head around how strange this situation is, because it's a show that got taped. We know this like at least six months ago already. Right, right. Uh, and so everything in it will be out of date, and none of the couples will co- will still be together. Stay, yeah, exactly. Right. But and also, Tommy th- Mal has accepted us. Should we talk about that? Oh yeah. Well yeah. Okay. So I think actually m- more than one of them is now. We're now following. Interesting. Um, I don't know if some rule got changed or regain control of their accounts. They definitely have control of their accounts, right? Um, because yeah, more than one of them. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know them well enough. Partly, it's, we're in this <sighs> weird liminal space where we we've seen photos of them. But also, imagine being one of the women who signed up to this show, and I would fucking bet that the rules are different. Yeah, that they are not allowed to accept anyone at the moment. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a bizarre, but yes, Tom, as you say, Tommy Mal, Thomas Malucelli. Uh, we are now following him on Instagram. We're seeing his stories, and they are, of course, as bizarre as we expected them to be. Full of MLM content. He's on that grift day in day out, like mm-hmm. truly, like he believes the new. Yeah, he is the new uh, wellness program that you guys can sign up for right now Mm -hmm. it's 21 days contact me for pricing information and here's what you get you get an ebook and the word ebook is spelled incorrectly and you get access to an app and you get that uh you can we can you can send messages to me through it it's so hard to delineate between seeker and grifter Mm. Mm. and this is one of those things that i think that this show 
is going to unravel for us. It's not going to be like, I'm not that interested in who he ends up with outside of like, hopefully they don't end up together long term. <laughs> um, but what it will illuminate for me is the fascinating thing of what kind of guy is this? Because right. he's either a seeker or a grifter. Uh, based on the fact that he is involved in being Mr. Um, what do you call this? Uh, Isa body 2019 and still continues to engage in selling products for the Isagenics multi-level marketing company. Right. And that for me means that firstly, he has a downline and being a little bit, um, a little bit over descriptive just because I know that there are some new people who are listening to us who joined us for the real love boat. Right. If you want to, there's an episode a few months now back. Maybe we can link this in the description, Xavier. From when these bachelors were announced, we did yeah. a deep dive on the uh, the situation, particularly with Thomas Malicelli. Yeah, we wanted to sort of like see who these guys were. And Thomas and his uh, multi-level marketing company, or the multi-level company that he is affiliated with called Isagenics, mm. were by far the most interesting at the very least to me and there's a lot of unpacking of like what that means and what kind of for example protein shakes that they market toward children yes and because this the wait has been stretched out so long for this season to begin i can't help thinking about like it just seems so bizarre to me that Australia is about to meet this man. I know. And he is about to be, you know, we don't know how many people watch this show, but surely in the hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll, you know, it's going to be so interesting to see how they, like, sand down the edges of what it is he does for a living and what mm -hmm. kind of person that kind of implies that he might be. Right, um, right. And, and it's it will be, of course, just like... A, kind of a marketing exercise for him as as the bachelor always is often is for everyone but because he has such a um <laughs> business uh mind already sure. uh, it, it's just gonna be really interesting to see like how much will it feel like we are watching a show about this person as a person yeah especially when much, there's three of them are we gonna feel like we're watching him as a guru or something Right, and it's like, you know, are you going on The Bachelor to meet a person that you might fall in love with, or are you going on what feels like a sort of Shark Tank, sort of like Dragon's right, Den? Right, like especially because we know that his former partner was also involved in this line of work, yeah. right? And there was yeah. a, you can still find it on her Instagram. I looked the other day, mm -hmm. a big video of them announcing their breakup and drinking their isogenic shakes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Look, that episode, I will say, um, and it's not just because I wrote it, um, is good. Oh, you've and done good, yeah. Yeah, you, listener, will find something, I think, interesting in it if you are preparing to switch gears from the wholesomeness that is the real Love Boat Australia and mm. our forthcoming Boat World Float Up mm -hmm. toward whatever this season of three men dating a pool of women is going to be, given right. that one of them is um, selling products on the side that are like that spiritual woo woo kind of, kind of level. Yeah. I am really excited about that though, because like we have been doing this show for 600,000 years mm. and I think we are very prepared. 
you know, we, we've also been doing reading about MLMs and doing research and oh, about, yeah. you know, like I think we are in a really good place to have a good perspective on that TV show. It just it like, it could not be better for me personally in terms of like my personal areas of interest intersecting. Right. right. I worry for the country. Well, yeah. I mean, I worry for the country every day <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the friggin' boat. We love this show. <laughs> uh, let's float up. You have some items. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's not it's not really good news. Um, in fact, <laughs> it never is in this segment. Uh, after four weeks of pretty lousy ratings, the Real Love Boat US has been pushed off TV altogether and is now a Paramount Plus exclusive. This is a pretty big dramatic shift um, from a free-to-air TV network, one of the largest ones in the country, to a paid streamer. Hell yeah. Um, and fans who have been following the show are not too happy. Um, on uh, on Tyler's uh, advice, I joined a few Love Boat um, Facebook pages and stuff. And people are up in arms because they're like, we've been the ones keeping this show going. Like we're the, mm. we're in the small portion of people who are interested in watching this show and we don't have fucking subscriptions to Paramount Plus. So what, you know, right? it's not like it got shunted to 10 play or whatever, or whatever the equivalent would be. Right. They've literally hidden the rest of it behind a paywall. And so there's people posting in the oh. chat being like, can you let me know who ends up together? Because I'm invested, but I'm not invested to the tune of like 10 bucks a month or whatever. Right. Exactly whatever the Paramount Plus subscription fee is in the US. Right. Which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, Because it suddenly takes it from a place of feeling like um, this is equal to access for everyone Mm. to something that has been... uh, The fans of the show don't feel rewarded for being fans of the show. Instead, they feel like they have to hop an extra hurdle right? so that uh, Viacom CBS can put something more profitable in its place on, on free-to-wear. Yeah, which I'm guessing is probably just a repeat of something. I, I Young Sheldon. Hopefully. <laughs> um, and so while we can't make, like, we can't necessarily make any assumptions about the Australian version based on the performance of the American one. Mm. Um, however, if it's true that part of the appeal for Paramount or CBS or whoever... Um, was that the two shows could be produced, like, in tandem. Um, I think back-to-back is how they actually shot them. Yeah. Um, and if they've now decided that there is no longer a home for it on American TV, we don't know, maybe next season they'll reverse the decision or something. Um, but that would seem to cast some doubt on whether we will be seeing another season of either show. Like, if, right. if they're like... Because the show costs money to make... Yeah, and if they if they're not seeing an actual tangible bump in Paramount subscriptions for people who want to watch this show, then they might not prioritize it for future viewing. You know, and that's the thing, right? Like, how many conversions now does this create? And that, I suppose, will be the marker of like whether it continues. In the same way that we know that, I mean, Nine Now is free to access, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it has created a great deal of subscribers because Love Island exists there within Australia. Right, yeah. And they can tell that because you create an account and they can tell where the viewers are coming from and that kind of thing. Your data. Right. Um, which is actually really important. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I don't know. And also, like, there is a chance that they might decide to independently produce the Australian one and just not right, have it tied in with the American one again. Mm. Um but again, based on the ratings performance that we've seen in Australia, they might, might not necessarily want to do that either. Hard to say. 
We will have to wait and see, and that is C with an A. I'm looking at you. It's very hard. <laughs> we to both did a little smile. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, wry. Is yeah. how I would describe the smile that I did. Um, speaking of the Real Love Boat Australia's ratings performance, mm. um, I am sad to report that it is just not getting any better out there for this show. Um, we didn't get time to report last week's stats, um, mm. which were roughly where you would expect. Um, the overnight Metro audiences were 142,000 for episode seven and a slightly more encouraging 169,000 for episode eight, um, which I think was buoyed by a lead in from the Gogglebox finale. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously Gogglebox is out of the picture. Um, and this week they sank to their lowest point yet, um, with 128,000 for episode nine, um, that's 1,000 shy of the previous lowest for this season. So, like, not leagues out of the way, but no. uh, you're never happy to hear it. And then 134,000 for episode 10. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. And we also can't get any of the uh, info on the... Um, Streaming. Yeah. Any, any of that stuff. Because unless it is in the top 20 uh, increases of any TV shows that were broadcast on that day... Oh, you don't have access. We just... They don't report it. Like, it's too, it's too small, small potatoes, unfortunately. So, thankfully, though, if you are outside of the 134,000 uh, members of the population who witnessed this firsthand... The boat folk. The boat folk. Uh, if you are not watching along with the television show, luckily, you've got the world's best podcast <laughs> as your captain and uh, crew or whatever. What are we? We're two uh, co-captains. Co-captains. I feel like all good boats have two captains. Definitely. No, I'm happy yeah. to be the first mate. All right. Uh, excellent. Well, um, yes, let's <laughs> 40 minutes into this episode. Let's dive in <laughs> to the uh, real so good. love boat Australia season one, episode nine, which aired on the 2nd of November, 2022. Darren. <laughs> it's great first word. Vanessa Sunshine Sun Darren. <laughs> That's right. Darren introduces us to the ship's latest pit stop, Istanbul, Turkey, a city that straddles Europe and Asia. Speaking of straddling, Sally <laughs> and Jay have just spent their third night in the upgrade suite. But not feeling quite as sweet. Sweet being the pun there. I've just remembered when I, because I wrote these notes a few days ago, and I've just remembered I was on one. (laughs) (laughs) I've just remembered I thought I was being very clever. Suddenly, this this episode's going to be fantastic. I think you're right, yeah. Listeners, B. (laughs) Yeah, guaranteed. Uh, But not feeling quite as sweet is Jay's regular roommate, Dan, who we're Mm. going to focus on a lot this episode. Big D, as we call him. Right. Speaking of focusing, Michaela is focused on growing her relationship with Jesse mm. and, and making sure that Chelsea doesn't try and reignite the connection that she had with Jesse prior to the Dalton debacle. Michaela focusing on her relationship with Jesse and making sure that Chelsea doesn't relate her thing with Jesse prior to the Dalton debacle. Uh, thankfully, Michaela and Jesse are in for an experience fit for a sultan rather than a Dalton. Oh. Turkish imam date. And we watch them step into the ornate Turkish baths. And they lay down and they're massaged with these big soapy clouds. Um, there must be about nine of these clouds because they're, mm. 
really having a great time. They're in the lap of luxury. Um, Jesse even gets a chance to massage Michaela himself in what's becoming a bit of a theme on this show of just like, mm. I'm going to be the one doing it now. These looked cool. Have you ever seen this this soap situation, the bubble? No, I've never seen a soap situation like this before. Look, <laughs> in fact, I'm, I've never seen a soap situation at all. I'm a dirty, stinky <laughs> boy. <laughs> uh, would you do it? Of course. You love a sauna. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, is it time to talk about the flauna? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, we've had about two minutes of this recap, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the flauna. <sighs> I had a flauna on Friday, and I don't know if I liked it. What that so, is is a float and a sauna. That, yeah. So yeah. So you did this. You, you've made me very jealous this week because you went to you go to a sauna pretty frequently. Yes. Um. But you went to one of those like uh, sensory deprivation tanks, right? Oh yeah. So this yeah. is what happened. I was just booked in for my regular sauna, and I've always looked at the float room that they have and thought. I'm interested, but mm-hmm. I'm freaked out by it. I'm float yeah. curious. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to get too Joe Rogan about it, ever. <laughs> and so Good this instinct. for me was one of those things where I was like, oh, I don't know if I like it. Not sure what it, you know, what it's going to be like, if it'll feel weird. But you and I, like, as people... It's free. With um, interesting um, uh, environments going on in our health, in our head... Uh, yes. We talked about this by text. Like, it, it opens up a p- possibility for something to be very good and also something to be very bad. Exactly that, right? Yeah. Where you're just sort of like in an environment that is only you. And so yeah. I did my sauna. And usually after my sauna, I'm super hot, so I shower. Mm-hmm. And the woman was like, no, no, no. Instead, you are going to put on a robe and sit for a bit before we put you in the sensory deprivation bath. And I didn't realize it was kind of thrust upon you. Look, (laughs) I was like, okay, this is firstly for free because someone else pulled out and I was like, let's do it. Yeah, of course. Why not? Sounds like this is the ideal time for me to see if this is for me. What I didn't anticipate was how fucking full of salt this bath was. (laughs) It is more dense than the Dead Sea. But in my tiny pea brain, I did not anticipate that that meant full of salt. Yeah. So I think the way that, yeah, the way that you float is that it's not regular water. It's got, it's got salt in it. And yeah, probably it's mad salty. Other weird stuff. I don't know how it works, but yeah. And so you go in and you're like not wearing any clothes. And there are three things in the room. One of them is your towel that you brought in. Mm-hmm. Another one of them is the light switch. Uh-huh. And then the final one of those things is a spray bottle so that if you get soap in your eyes, just in case, <laughs> or salt in your eyes, just in case, yeah, yeah. you can spray yourself in the eye. How quickly into, <laughs> the 30, into the 60 minute session do you think I ran out of water in the spray bottle <laughs> and had to get out? Uh, I don't imagine it lasted that long, right? Do they, yeah. Mm, I was out after about 45 minutes, but I was enduring quite a bit of salt pain. Right. So instead of, of instead of sort of being lost in the ether and 
um, contemplating your place in the universe and really right. feeling at one with the lack of surroundings and mm. um, shifting to an internal. What you were thinking was, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Very exactly salty. that. Mm. I think that I, uh, look, so this is a practice that if you are curious, I think it's worth giving it a go and it's probably worth giving it two goes. Yeah, okay. Um, I am going to try again. Uh-huh. There's uh, um, a click frenzy sale of a flauna. Mm-hmm. A sauna mm-hmm. and a float yeah. for uh, $89. Oh, yeah. And it uh, seems all right. Yeah. So that seems like something that I'm going to try and pursue for myself to see if it gets any better the second time. Because there were times when I felt, instead of like, ouch, 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 a bit yeah. like, oh, why are we alive? <laughs> and yeah, those are two wild extremes to swing from on the pendulum of existence. Yeah. And neither of them are particularly the ones that I was thinking like, this is what I might experience. But I think you need to go back to find out like, is that all, you know, like, can I, can I, can I get the real experience or is this just how I react to this? Can I give you a piece of advice for when you go back? Bring some cracked pepper (laughs) because I think they cancel out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If I put pepper in my eye to begin with, mm-hmm. maybe that will do it. I was yeah. thinking of bringing goggles. Oh, well, that that might also help. That's a good point. Uh, but you would be very aware of goggles, you know? Yes. Yeah, I, look, which, um, which he's might... the son of a swimming man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, uh... oh, you meant aware in the sense that they would be physically on my head, and I meant aware as in my dad teaches swimming and he's... You thought what uh, I was saying is goggles. you thought what I was saying is you've heard of goggles, right, Max? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Precisely. Yes. yes. Um, Michaela, during this um, bubble bath date, which Michaela uh, during this bubble bath date, Michaela, uh, we hear her say, "I think I could be falling in love with Jesse in voiceover." Woof. So that's big. That I think is probably the first time we've heard any kind of declaration like Huge that on this stakes. show. Huge stakes. Now, I wonder whether this show will function within the sort of semantic ladder that we've talked about mm. um, in The Bachelor, where you say something like, there's a chance I might be, or I'm beginning to see a chance of, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And then you have like, I... I, I'm beginning to fall in love and then you have like I'm falling in love and then you have I'm I in, am love. in love the yeah. whole thing like it's like a multi-step process like mm. sort of like an MLM I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see but yes I thought this was worth mentioning for sure mm. um, very big moment and uh, hey speaking of big I decided for the first paragraph or two of this recap that things should be speaking of things and right. then I completely forgot to keep doing that that's after a great that bit uh, what's bigger than the Grand Bazaar? This real-life eBay measures over 30,000 square <laughs> meters in area, with over 4,000 shops. But can it evoke similarly oversized feelings of love? It's a great question. Courtney and Patty are hoping so. Um, there is This is a fun sequence. There is a wonderful bit of very staged dialogue, of which mm. I haven't noticed that much on this show. I think Bachelor hands it to you. It shovels staged dialogue to you so constantly that it can be difficult to tell what is real. Mm. Um, on this show, it, it's it's pretty like delicately sprinkled, like uh, like a pepper grinder. Um, 
but there's this sequence. Courtney is just like wondering out loud about like, oh, it really would be nice to bring something home with me to remind me of this trip later in life. Mm. And then and then Patty says, what's this place? And sort of points off camera. And then this Turkish man who, you know, picture a Turkish man. <laughs> Um, he has clearly been waiting for them and he welcomes them into the store because they've had to make an arrangement with this person, right? right? right. Of course and like have. he is an English speaker and he sort of enthusiastically invites them in. Uh, it's very funny just how, <laughs> how they could not <laughs> stop me from noticing this. No, no. Uh, but he invites them in to try some love tea. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you would like to try some love tea, <laughs> we warmly invite you to listen to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, where we serve it up fresh and hot once a week, plus two we bonus love. episodes yes. a month on Patreon. Uh, spilling that fresh love tea day and day out. Um, we then follow them to a costume store where they get dressed up in some Turkish finery. There's some furs. There's some, you know. Oh, we love the finery. Yeah. Some pretty great outfits. There's a little photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot of fun to me. I don't know if there are a lot of, like, real romantic sparks here between Courtney and Patty. No. Um, and, and I'm reminded that neither of them actually chose each other. This was Patty going, like, uh, yeah, just put me on a date. I don't really care Maybe who it's with. You? Yeah. Yeah. It could be anybody. And I think both of them are kind of approaching it with that in the back of their minds of just mm-hmm. being like, okay, we'll we'll go and do something, and we'll, yeah. you know, maybe cynically they're thinking like this is a good way to get some this camera time. Be it. We can be on TV, the whole thing. Although you know they're on the show as much bit. as anybody. It's a good gimmick. But yeah, did you feel the love tonight? I didn't know. It wasn't where I was. Let me say that. You know, mm. these mm. two restless warriors. Is that what they were? Restless Warriors? How, how does that song go? Restless Warriors. <laughs> oh my God, I wonder. Uh, let me look it up. It's enough for this Wide-Eyed Wanderer. Wide-Eyed Wanderer. This wide Do you reckon that's it? Eyed wanderer. Oh, there's a Star-Crossed Voyager as well. Star Maybe that's it. Star-Crossed Voyager. Kings and Vagabonds. Kings and vagabonds. <laughs> anything else? Make you sing anything? What <laughs> it might be? Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you off the hook. Um, let you <laughs> off the hook. We see some footage of friend of the pod Tyler playing oh, by herself. We love, her. we love Tyler. She's just playing by herself in the pool. It's not like. <laughs> it's not the most natural thing. I feel like they've been like, Tyler, we need some footage of you. Because th- she's doing narration over the top of it. And, yeah. And it needs to be her on her own. And she's kind of just like diving in the pool and laying around on the uh, floaties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in voiceover, she says she's aware that it's likely she'll be going home tonight. Aww. Sad times. Our friend. Um, we cut to Katie and she is saying much the same thing. It's not looking too good. Uh, and then we land on Naomi, who is wondering what's going through Dan's head as he takes the day to himself to mull things over. Mm. Um, Naomi tells Chelsea that there's a strong connection with Dan, but she doesn't know how to take it to the next level. She's very aware of his feelings and the fact that he doesn't want to rush things. Um, but, you know, she can only do what she can do. She's speaking up for herself, too. This is tough. It's the start of this fucking arc for this episode. Arc for this episode. (laughs) 
We then cut to Jack and Moana, who uh, served some authentic Turkish coffee uh, on their date. Uh, and Moana is very visibly repulsed by it when she takes mm. a sip. Um, Max, I feel like there's a real theme this episode of tea good, coffee bad. <laughs> this is not the last time we see someone strongly disliking the Turkish coffee. Bizarro. Do you know I had a Turkish coffee in LA? And oh, yeah. it was one of the most beautiful and bizarre experiences bizarre. that I've ever had. Bizarre in the sense that I did not know what it was going to taste like. Oh, and I was like in the home of someone that I didn't know that well, my friend John. Mm-hmm. And John was like, have a Turkish coffee. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give this a rip sure. and be polite here because food is a big thing for him. Mm-hmm. And Did he do explicit. the hot sand? There was no hot sand. Okay, yeah. I feel like that's a big part of it, but I don't really know. Mm. I know it's like grounds in, and that comes up in a in a moment. The um, mm. they leave that in the in the little cup of sludge. Um, in it, the <laughs> cup of sludge. It sounds good. I want one right now. Honestly, I want one right now. Uh, Jack has brought a gift for Moana all the way from the Vatican. He says. But hang on, Jack boarded the real love boat in Kushidasi, so he must have just bought this quite a while before he met Moana, right? Yeah. So in that sense, it's not. I mean, I guess maybe it's a it's a gift for her in the sense that like he's giving it to her, but it's not like he bought it's it not thinking a of her. Gift thinking, yeah, exactly. So he's, just, he's kind of just offloading it. When I went to um stay in America uh, on exchange as a 15 year old we were staying with this family and the idea was like you bring a gift for your alternate child mm-hmm. and so the family that we were supposed to stay with was supposed to stay with this girl called Ashley um, and I still remember her name we had exchanged like pen pal style letters mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know anything really about her other than that her name is Ashley and I'm going to stay with her family mm-hmm. and so what do you do at 15 you go into the eye of the big prawn where <laughs> there is a jewelry store and you find some weird fucking big prawn opal or something <laughs> and you're like it's a gift yeah of course now the kind of thing that someone would want to own Probably. And from the eye of the big prawn, the the most treasured place in my hometown. Now, uh, it doesn't matter that the jewelry store closed before, like closed down before I even left the country. And Mm -hmm. then does it separately matter that the day before I arrived, she and her family backed out and I had to stay with a boy called Duncan and a German boy called Christoph? (laughs) (laughs) What was that to do with the opal? Yeah. Are they they opal fans? Do you know? You know? Noble, Noble, damn. So what, did you keep it? Uh, I did keep it, but I don't know where it went. It's a shame. Uh, we'll have to track it down. Mm, Istanbul yeah. was Constantinople. <laughs> really good. Um, so this gift, it's a set of rosary beads with a cross on the end. Max, we talked a bit about rosary beads on the Patreon recently. True. This is something you know about and I don't. What makes yes. a bead a rosary bead? Well, basically, they are little little beads that go around in a circle, and you say the rosary to them. Right. The rosary prayers is like um, the Lord's Prayer, the Hail Mary, um, 
I think there's also one called like Glory Be or Oh My Jesus. Um, there's a big, that... there's also one where you say, whose body is this really loud and wave your <laughs> hand around. <laughs> Shout out to uh, everyone who is following us on Patreon and we'll get that joke. Um, yes. the, okay. So in the rosary, you say a bunch of different prayers and for each time you do that prayer, you count a um, one on the rosary bead that you have. And oh. so it's sort of like the beads allow you to keep count of how many prayers that you do. Got it. So yeah. it's kind of like um, in New Orleans um, during the parades, um, if you uh, flash How many your... boobs you see. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can count them on your, on your rosary beads. Yeah, great. Exactly. Uh, and then, um, I don't want to say speaking of boobs, but it's seemingly out of nowhere, this belly dancer... Um, who is accompanied by a violinist and a Darbuka player, um, pops up, starts doing their thing. We watch as Jack and Moana fairly pathetically, <laughs> I hate to say, uh, try and dance, uh, belly dance along with them. Mm. Um, there's like no, <laughs> there's like no instruction. I kind of pictured when they talked about this belly dancing date that it would be like, you're going to go into like a dance studio and there'll be, you know, there'll be somebody there who's going to teach them the basics. And then after a day of working on it, they'll sort of perform something to each other or something like that. But instead, mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. just kind of sit there. Uh, like, we're going to go for it. Yeah. We're just going to get in here and see if we can do it too. Right. I'm just shaking my little booty. Uh, Jack also mimes playing a hookah. Um, is it hookah? Hookah? You know hookah? The, yeah. Um, like it's some kind of wind instrument. Um, Moana jokes Didn't that... Like this. Pardon? Didn't like this. No, I wasn't wild about it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, Moana jokes that he should keep his eyes up, and Jack says he's more of an ass man. It's good to know. Um, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Uh, later in the episode, Jack asks Moana how she would feel if he pitched for a second date, and she lets him down gently. Um, maybe the moves weren't quite good enough. Uh, Moana says she feels very strongly about Harley. So unfortunately Jack is going to have to move on. Um, and Moana suggests that Katie might be a good fit for him. So we will see if he takes that advice. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the rosary. This is the other bit that I forgot. Oh, the, um, the three beads at the bottom are supposed to be the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and then there's like a set of beads like 10 sets or maybe more than that around your neck. And so the, the 10 sets of beads would be like how many times you've done the prayers or whatever. Okay, and then yeah. there's the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and there's a crucifix at the bottom that I believe also represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or you may also use it to determine whether or not you are a, um, let's say, a tits or an ass man. <laughs> Going How does the crucifix help you, uh, help you determine when you say that? in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and you think, you know, this, this fella has um, sacrificed himself for us. Mm. and um, You're looking for guidance from him yeah, sort of thing? Exactly. Yeah. When they nailed him to the cross, mm. was he thinking, what was his final thought? Was it boobs or was it butt? Yeah, you that's know? a great question. Mm. Um, I am not a, a biblical scholar, so I, I don't think I could tell you, to be honest. Um, mm. I would need to Look, do some Blessed research. be the... Cheeks makers. <laughs> uh, we check back in on Jesse and Michaela post spa. Uh, they're sitting at a balcony enjoying a glass of wine and some food. And Jesse spots some, quote, mashed potato looking stuff. 
Couldn't determine exactly what it was, but when he tries it, he says, ooh, that's definitely got a bit of heat on it. And I got really excited, and I went digging, and I looked for the project file for Too Hot for Lucky, (laughs) and I don't have it anymore. No, you don't. So I was not able to make a Too Hot for Jesse. Ah, that sucks. Which is a real shame. I have the project file for the full-length version, but I was like, I'm not doing a a three-and-a-half-minute stinger in the middle of the episode. Uh, So that's a shame. I repeat of that great bit. Um didn't need to come out of retirement, to be I honest. I think about it every so often. I think yeah. Too Hot for Lucky is one of the better Bachelor of Hearts songs. It's probably the best song I've ever written. Um, <laughs> Michaela and Jesse share a somewhat stilted conversation. Um, might be putting my finger on the scale a little bit there, but I, I, didn't, I didn't think this was you know, flying off the page. Um, Michaela says, some of the girls are saying you shouldn't make a claim on someone. Like you shouldn't say I'm with this person. And I was like, well, that's not right. Cause I'm not that type of person. Mm. I just wanted to say my opinion on the matter. I actually don't know what, <laughs> what she is talking about. Here. Me neither. I was not point. able to tell like what this conversation, maybe it was chopped up a bit. Maybe it was out of context. I think she's trying to like bags him. Yeah. But she's like, I've been advised not to bags you or bags anyone. I guess maybe she's talking her because way out of etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to justify it to herself, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I was just like, this isn't grabbing me. I can't. No, it's, it's not great dialogue. It's not very clear communication. Anyway, mm. um, Jesse tells her she's got nothing to worry about. She's going to be safe at the cast off ceremony. And. Then we cut to an ITM from Michaela, and this is why I think that maybe it was chopped up a bit, because she has a bizarrely different energy in this, like which obviously is filmed later than this conversation took place. But in this ITM, she says, this date was so nice, I'm a little bit giddy now, I really needed that chat, and yeah, I don't know, I'm just so happy at the moment, it's so Mm. good. And I'm like, I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been nice for us to experience that on the show. Mm. I wonder if maybe... um, because I think the actual length of the episodes that we're going to discuss today is, mm-hmm. like, shorter, which often happens throughout the seasons of these types of shows, as they start off with longer episodes and they get a little shorter towards the end. I wonder if maybe uh, Channel 10 was like, yeah, we've got something else we want to squeeze in. Can you trim another right. couple of minutes out couple somewhere? couple out here. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how TV production works. That might not be a thing, but... Um, I don't know in that sense either. We usually had a runtime that was about this yeah and so you would try and stick to that yeah um but it may be the case given that they don't seem to have a or as long a run on these episodes that they just had to cut for time yeah maybe uh back on the bizarre date with patty and courtney they sit at a cafe and are served some turkish coffees and again we're treated to an incredible expression of pure disgust this time from courtney just truly hating it And uh, I just wonder, like, I don't, you know, when we see travel in a show like uh, The Bachelor or whatever, it is because they have specifically made a deal with that destination, like Mm. a tourism board or something like that. Mm -hmm. Even when they, when they are like, you know, we're shooting the finale of The Bachelor Australia in... um, Serene, Byron Bay. Right, right. And it's because Byron Bay has kind of put a bid in, you know? Yeah. Um, or they've offered something, or there's some tourism incentive, there's something going on between Channel 10 and them, or something like that. I don't think that's necessarily what would have happened here. So I don't know if, like, the Turkish Tourism Board would be looking at this and be like, fuck, they hated it here! Like, So good, thank you. Mission accomplished. <laughs> but it's always funny, because that's the reason that you get um, the the very, like, played out, like, 
um, here we are in Byron Bay, and I've, I can't imagine a better place to fall in love yeah. or whatever, which I, I think yeah. we're going to see a lot of when we are in Queensland for The Bachelors, yeah. of being like, there is no better place on planet Earth to fall in love than right. specifically surface paradise, a tourist trap kind of like soft imitation of Las Stunning Vegas. Cavill. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, th- that will be interesting <laughs> to see how they sell that. Look, there's plenty of stuff to do there. Yeah. And I think it will be, there's plenty of like date destinations and mm-hmm. I, I don't worry about that so much, but I, I just think um, when they try and sell it as like a fairy tale destination of, you know, true love's first kiss being it's one of those things where whatever. Like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can fall in love anywhere. Um, Yes, uh, this, uh, of course, this Turkish coffee, uh, it's not your regular cup of Turkish coffee. This one, mm. they're going to have their fortune read via the leftover coffee grounds. Um, Courtney says, I love that spiritual stuff. Maybe she should chat to Dalton about it. We know right. he's, a, he's a big fan. Um, and the fortune teller tells Courtney, there's a lot of travel in her future. Maybe like on a... Freaking cruise ship or something. It's really hard to say what that means. Yeah, it's very, um, very obscure, very <laughs> obtuse. Um, she makes a wish, and the fortune teller says it will come true very soon. Is that normally part I of the think that fortune? That's part of what telling? happens here, usually. Yeah. It's more like here's something that might happen. Right, exactly. Or I sense this in your future, not you tell me what you want to happen and I say whether or not it happens. Yeah, although, like, it's a pretty good gig to be the fortune teller exclusively for people who are travelling to this destination and then leaving straight away. Oh, Like, you never, you will never be approached by, you know, Courtney's not coming back to be like, hey, listen, that thing you said about travel is not true at all. I want my money back, you know? Um... But yet she also gets very serious um, after granting this wish and when she's talking to Patty. Um, and she says, um, Patty, boy, you have huge news coming your way. Which, like, very ominous. They, they hype up the music and stuff. I, there, there is no way in these two episodes that this pays off, even slightly. You there's know? no it huge really, news. There's no huge news. Patty has a storyline in these episodes, but has, it's not something that happens to him. He is... No. He is, uh, makes an active choice that is surprising right. to some people, and that's about it. Um, I wonder if maybe you could l- link it to something that we haven't seen yet. We'll see in these episodes coming up this week. I don't know. Listeners, stick around to see what that is. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Do you reckon our listeners are like, ah, oh, we've got to find out. We have to find out what happens with Patty's weird thing. <laughs> that's right. Um, back on the boat, uh, there is a pretty long sequence focused on Katie, who still hasn't had very much luck on board at all. Um, Mm. And she talks it through in monologue while we watch her and Sally and Jay doing a Tai Chi class. And um, when Jay makes a joke about one of the Tai Chi moves being like a dance move that he's done before or something, Mm -hmm. we get like, I want to say probably like two straight minutes of Katie laughing. And I think this is like, I can't imagine she's literally laughing for two minutes at this. I, I feel like yeah. this Tai Chi probably went for like an hour and they just cut together the Katie laughing stuff. And because there are cuts here. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. Like I was like watching this and I was like, I get that you're cutting together a lot of laughing and maybe it's like, 
what are we saying about Katie? Like she's not taking it as seriously or, or she's like... I think like, they're trying to present her as weird and I didn't like it that much. I agree. I thought maybe it was like, yeah, not strictly like we think Katie is not worthy of love or whatever. No. But maybe but just presenting like, her as why? like... You're yeah. odd. Or yeah, you're a bit odd or, or you're more interested in like friendship than... Mm. Which is like, and to be clear, that's not how I feel about Katie. No, no, she's been trying really hard. She's been putting herself out there constantly and yeah. like being disappointed by the people that they chose to be with her. I don't and like I think the idea that, rules. yeah, exactly. I don't like the idea that the you know, and it's probably not very intentional, but it does feel a little bit like they're kind of blaming her for her lack of success here. Yeah. Not wild about it. Um, she then sits down with Sally and discusses how this process is wearing on her. Um, especially hearing people unload on her about how they've got too many options. Right, exactly. Like, someone has to date Katie at a certain point. Yeah, exactly. Um, she ITMs, I've third-wheeled, I've been a shoulder to cry on, I've been caught up in the drama, oh, I just babe. want someone to be there for me. Um, Doesn't this feel like a truism outside of the boat? Truly, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think she's just talking about the last couple of weeks. No. Um, or, you know, it's, it's so relatable <laughs> to, to, yeah, fuck yeah. To, to me and probably to everybody watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, once Moana returns from her date, she tells Katie that she put in a good word for her with Jack and Katie seems quietly optimistic about the idea. She's like, well, you know, if I'm going to talk to anybody, maybe it'll be him. Cool. At the cocktail party. Um, this is the part, maybe I'm talking about the most where it just feels like filler. Cause it, it, it is just like. A lot of people asking how their dates were, and right. and they We've sort just of seen all this. Yeah, exactly. So they sort of say, "Yeah, it was pretty good," and they recount a couple of things that happened, and you know, they say like, "Oh, I really hope they picked me at the castle ceremony." I'm like, "This is not new information. None of this is crucial." Yeah, uh, chews up a lot of time. Didn't write a lot of notes about it. Um, Jay jokes that he and Sally had a big fight today, um, but no, they didn't. They didn't have a big fight today. No. Um, and yeah, I think like we we see. I think this is this is not a problem necessarily um, with this show. No, I think um, I remember feeling this way towards the end of a season of Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. um, or in fact most seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, where because there's only a couple of episodes left and things are resolving themselves, like the storylines are kind of a few of them at least are sort of wrapping up and we figure we know who certain people are going to be with mm-hmm. and the people who aren't going to be with anybody are no longer there. Um, and there's less of the, will they, won't they, or are they going to work this out sort of thing going on? And it's more just like, yeah, I had a you know, nice, nice day. Cool. Kind of thing. Well done. Happy yeah. for you. Um, Chelsea gets her chance to check in with Jesse, as we talked about at the start of the show. To, the, to see if any of these pre-Dalton sparks that the two of them had can be reignited. Chelsea says, I just wanted you to know you weren't second best. And Jesse says, I don't feel any awkwardness between me and you. Like what's past is past, but Michaela and I are having an awesome time. Like so good. You know what I mean? Like we're kicking it off good as. So hopefully someone might come in and snatch you up. So it's a no-go between Jesse and Chelsea. Mm. I love we're kicking it off good as. That, for me, feels fucking fantastic. Yeah. That feels real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are two people missing from the cocktail party. And everybody notices. And they feel yeah, what's going on this here? absence. Because Naomi and Dan 
who uh, Dan has been taking the whole day off just to work things out, are nowhere to be seen. I kind of, I, I kind of can't believe that Dan was allowed to just not be on the show for a day. I wonder if Dan was sick or something. I mean, maybe. Like, I buy that in his narrative, like he is, he needs this time to figure stuff out. That's you fair. Know? Yeah. But. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think, like, one of the more interesting things about this show, and particularly in the last couple of weeks, is that at this point, it seems like the cast are, like, testing the limits of the structure. Mm. You know, it's like they've they've found the edge of the dome that they're living under, <laughs> and they're, like, pounding on the glass, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we've got people leaving unannounced. We've got people, you know, deciding not to show up to things. There's a bit of Truman about it, isn't there? Right. Totally. Yeah. Which is so fascinating to me because most of the other reality shows that we traditionally watch, and certainly in Bachelor, the structure is so rigid. Oh, the rules are sacred. This is manna. Yeah. And and um, I think it comes from confidence in the people making the show. Because, you know, Bachelor's been around for years and years and mm-hmm. this is how things work and how they have to work and stuff. Whereas maybe here, there's, there's, I don't know, people are in this job for the first time, maybe. I'm sure there's plenty of overlap and people have worked on other reality and stuff like that. Certainly. But, um, yeah, you, you kind of get the impression, or at least based on a couple of these events, that uh, especially, I feel like it's complicated by the fact that they're all on a boat, right? right. So, like, the cast... Like, They're all on a boat? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if what? you noticed this. Uh, that gives the cast a certain amount of power because it's like, I don't know. like, Yeah, where the fuck are you going to go? Right. I guess that takes away some of their power too, though, in the sense that they can't just like literally just like leave. True, but a boat is a physical structure with physical endpoints. Yes. You know, and that in and, in and of itself creates interesting limitation because it's not like, as we have seen so frequently, you can leave the mansion and just run. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the option for these people is to push the boundaries of the boat because yeah. they can't jump off the side and swim away. Right, exactly. So if they're getting overwhelmed or if they no longer want to be there or, or whatever it is, they have to find some way to express that or to make their own situation more comfortable or whatever it is, you know? Mm. Um, so I want to praise Dan. Obviously he's just like doing what feels right for him and his relationship and stuff, which is great. But from my twisted perspective of recapping this show for my reality TV show discussion podcast, I like that. He's like, ah, well, the, what are they going to do? <laughs> you know, like, um, but yes, he says he's been struggling with the pressure of things. Um, cause they have, they have this sort of long awaited chat, um, in one of the cabins and Dan, praises Naomi for her consistent selflessness and mindfulness. He says, it's been wonderful, but like it's been full on and I'd be forcing myself into something that I'm not feeling. And Mm. so, yeah, I'm going to be leaving cut to commercial break. Dan is never seen again. Bye Dan. What the fuck? Bye Dan. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, the real love boat departs Istanbul and it's time for everyone to gather on deck for the cast-off ceremony. And most of them are there, but you can feel Dan's absence. Mm. And um, Darren asks Naomi what's going on in a way that seems like someone should have probably talked to Darren. (laughs) I couldn't find any of the members of production staff to inform (laughs) me. Uh, They were hiding in their rooms. 
Uh, Naomi says, Dan and I have said from the beginning that we want to be smart about being in a partnership and a relationship. We found a beautiful connection. I found exactly what I was looking for and my vision board came true. Dan needed to take some time out to understand what's been going on in his head. And well, Dan has left this evening. Um, and it's obviously a bombshell that, you know, he, he is in fact already gone. Um, mm. he, he didn't pull a Dalton and, and show up and say, I'm leaving. He got off the boat. He didn't say goodbye to anybody, at least as far as we can tell. Yeah. There's a good chance he, well, no, actually, because I think the reactions that we see from people are genuinely pretty surprised. Um, that's the thing. I mean, they can tell he's not there, but you know, to, to come to grips with the fact that this person they've been living very closely with and sharing all their time with. Look, he's taken his long locks and his big smile and he's fucked off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do, I praise him, I guess, for putting his needs first. Yeah, hell yeah. That's, it's a pretty good thing that he was able to do that, even though for Naomi, Dr. Tibbles, mm. this wasn't a desirable outcome. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously, like, um, I hope that their conversation gave her enough um, mental fortitude to be able to proceed uh, at least through this evening with some level of confidence. Because I can't imagine this is a very pleasant experience to go through. Yeah. Um, relationship deal breakers for Naomi on her profile on 10 Play oh, yeah. were someone who cannot communicate their emotions. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I think maybe Dan took some time to work on himself, whether or not he communicated this up in the air, mm. but um, I don't know. Look, the, he he broke the deal. Yeah, um, yeah. I you know I have I've I've smoked bombed my fair share of events. Um, you smoked bongs. <laughs> I've also done that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, I bet it stings extra hard for everyone there who is kind of just counting on seeing him and you know being one of the um, one of the support network or whatever you know one of the people who is going through this very strange thing mm. um like i'm almost you know because i like that dan and naomi had a chat about it but uh, yeah i do wonder on the impact on on everybody else although you know we're kind of getting towards the end of this thing and um everything obviously feels much more heightened when you're watching it on television absolutely um but yes we learned that unlike when dalton made his shock exit and the women were all saved um, they didn't do that again this time, somewhat arbitrarily. Um, this time there's still going to be two people sent home, um, which is the same number that it was going to be before he left. So at this point, it's a little bit unclear about how that's going to play out. Mm. Um, but Sally pitches for Jay, Chelsea pitches for herself. Um, she just kind of doesn't want the shadow of Dalton to ruin the potential of her time here, whatever that is. Moana pitches for Harley. Michaela pitches for Jesse. Katie is, again, forced to pitch for nobody in particular. Um, and Darren says, like, don't lose hope. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not losing hope. But, you know. You know, but hope is lost. Yeah. Um, Tyler says, I wore my waterproof mascara today, preempting some emotions. Um and she is starting to get a bit emotional. She puts it out there for another mercy pick from Patty. Since that saved her last time, maybe he wants to do it again. Mm -hmm. Courtney is pitching for Patty as well, though, hoping that the two of them can build something off the back of that bizarre date. 
Uh, Naomi doesn't pitch for anybody. She just says, I'm not here for anybody else. I, I found what I came here for. So um, Naomi's basically written off. And, and it's interesting that uh, Darren doesn't say like, oh, don't give up hope, <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> uh, no, hope is lost. Yeah. Uh, um, sorry, Michaela Naomi. looks beautiful on this. Uh, this is just from something that's struck me uh-huh. while I was watching this. I was like, what a great look for her. Is this the night where she has gone straight hair or no that happened earlier no no she's full curls it was just one of those ones where i was like great look for you i have to say this is a very beautiful cast of people true and it's weird because i know some of them are listening (laughs) what's Uh, up yeah hi um you know uh it is time for the fellas to make their choices patty's up first and he surprises everybody including me by picking chelsea somebody he has barely talked to um it's and a I choice. Thought, yeah, it's a choice. It's a curveball. You can understand it in the sense of like, it's probably only a couple of days in actual time since he decided to end things with Tyler. Um, mm. And he hasn't really had a huge amount of chances to sort of try things out with other people. Like, it, this feels like the kind of move that you would make earlier in the game, you know, like, because it's still early and we're getting to know people and stuff like that. Um, he had this... Uh, not quite a thing with Tyler, I guess, or this thing that didn't quite emerge into anything bigger or whatever. And now he's kind of exiting that and, and I don't know, maybe he wants to sow his wild oats a little or whatever. Mm. Um, But it's a surprise, you know? Um, But Paddy, to his credit, seems to be quite genuine about his interest in Chelsea. Um, He highlights things about her, like the personal growth and the tenacity that he's observed in her on the ship. Um, which does feel a bit more substantial than like, cause like every second guy who works, walks onto the ship is kind of going like, Oh, that bird with the balayage <laughs> is pretty whatever, fit. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas this feels a bit more like, no, like I've gotten to know Chelsea based on this experience a little. And maybe there's, you know, maybe I want to see what it's like without the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Here's the other reason that I like Patty. Yeah. His celebrity crush is, according to his dating bio, mm-hmm. is Michelle Monaghan. Oh, okay. That's fun. Kiss, kiss, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Gone, baby, gone. Um, various other properties with the same word in the title twice. I yeah, assume. yeah. Um, Made yeah, made of th- honor, honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like she's good. Michelle um, Monaghan's incredible. I love it. Yeah. She's great in the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, yeah, I just feel like that's a very, very tasteful choice from Patty. Yeah, I agree. It's an um, excellent celebrity crush. Yeah, picking a woman over the age of 40, um, as much as it shouldn't be a big deal, kind of feels like it is. That's um, smart. And yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, good on you, Patty. Um, <laughs> a weird amount of praise to put on a man for um, objectifying a woman. woman. Yeah. Sure, sure. But I uh, think that it, it is uh, a tasteful choice. Yes, could have been a lot worse. Jack opts to pick Courtney, which is also a bit of a surprise. Courtney. Jortney. <laughs> That's when you are wearing um, jorts and they rub up against your knee and you get a rash or something. It's a skin condition. For, yeah. Uh, we hear Jack in voiceover say, I know Moana encouraged me to get to know Katie, but I think Courtney is more my type. I don't, I don't envy Katie going, like having to go through this shit over and over, no, you know, and, no. and watching this back. Well, you know, I guess she knows what happens. Watching it back's probably not that bad, but like, especially this time she knows that Moana put in a good word for her with Jack. Like they had that conversation earlier in this episode and mm. still it's just like, no, I'm, 
the new one. <laughs> you know, I'm picking uh, picking someone else. As I've been going through some of these bios... <laughs> I love that you're doing this whilst I'm uh, doing the recap. It was great. We're getting a little... Look, I'm just interested in what is motivating these people. A little context, a yeah, it's extent. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack's dream date is going to Glastonbury. Right. Which okay. is not a date. No, it's barely a date. It also is, I mean, depending on maybe who's playing, somewhat of a nightmare. It's one of the yeah. biggest music festivals in the world. In the entire world. That, to me, seems like a way to get COVID and muddy. Yeah, it seems like a great place to go on a date if you're planning to break up on that day. Right, exactly that. <laughs> you know? And then try and find someone else on a dating app with limited service. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, Courtney... Her celebrity crush is Gerard Butler. Oh. And there's a Gerard Butlerishness to Jack. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Can't absolutely. you? He's rugged in that way. Yeah, yeah. It, Gerard Butler's an interesting one because there's kind of two Gerard Butlers. There's Is there anything probo about him? Oh God knows. I have no idea. Okay. But I, I think he's an interesting guy because obviously he does a lot of sort of action y like mm. um. I mean, he was in. He was. He was played Dracula at one point. Dracula two thousand, baby. Yeah, yeah. But he does. You know, he does like serious, grumpy British man roles. He's in like mm. Law Abiding Citizen with uh, with Jamie Fox. Um, but then also he does a lot of romantic comedies in like fucking The Ugly Truth, one of the worst movies I ever saw, unfortunately. Um, oh, I saw that also. I went yeah. on a date to see that at the movies. Really? Yeah. Did it last? In Ballina. No, as it turns out, it did not last. Wait, when were you in Ballina? Were you just on holiday or something? Xavier, <sighs> I've got a lot to teach you about Ballina. I grew up there. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. This is the first time this has ever come up. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm surprised know, you haven't mentioned it by now. Do you know, and also good on Courtney for choosing a man in his 50s. I want to just say, like, that's, <laughs> that's true. it's a controversial choice, but she's really done a good I job. You were, for a second, I was like, Jackson is 50s? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't come up. Uh, yes, Jack's of 34. Course. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder which Gerard Butler she is the most interested in. Does she like fucking, is he in 300? He's got a 300 vibe. I think that's him. I don't know what that movie is, unfortunately. He's the one who says, this is Sparta. Oh, I thought that was a, th I didn't know that people said that. Yeah, he does say that, yeah. Why does he say this is Sparta? Well, I it, thought that was like when Michael Scott declares bankruptcy on The Office. He's like, I declare bankruptcy. Is it the same thing? Yeah, or when um, in Braveheart, old mate goes, um, I, I'm Braveheart. You remember that? <laughs> this is me being Braveheart. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because somebody says this is madness. And this is his reply is to say, no, this is Sparta. It's kind of like... Oh. Um, it's kind of like uh, I was going to make a comparison to a movie I'm much more certain you haven't seen. The like face it, Jack. This is Chinatown. Um, oh no, I don't know what that is. I can tell you about the dog in the fire Polanski who says guy? this is fine. Polanski. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Roman Polanski. Oh, I can feel that there's One something wrong with him, but I don't know. Yeah, he's a bad man. Uh, one day I'll do like a film history podcast with you, Max, oh, and it'll it'll that. all be me going like. Um, Here's an incredible movie, and you'll go, oh, okay. <laughs> Here's how I relate to this through some weird internet absentia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, Jay picks Sally, um, and there's a funny moment where she's kind of, like, looking in the other direction when he's, like, giving his little speech, and he, like, calls her out on it. It's like, yeah, I'll take Sally if she's fucking listening. <laughs> uh, and then Jesse picks Michaela. And Harley picks 
Moana. Uh, so we're out of men, and there are still three women left. But but Darren said there's two of them going home. What's what's going to happen? Yeah, what happens here? How does this mechanic work? Well, Darren tells the men to stand back up again, because they're going to all collectively decide who the last place will go no! to. No, <laughs> it's pretty wild. This is Survivor all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know how else they could have done this. Yeah, you like you are holding a boat vote at this point, and you have to. I thought that Darren was going to ch- choose. Like, he was going to be like, this is a captain. Oh, the captain! A captain's oh choice, God, right? Or whatever, right? right? Yeah. Make a captain's call. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this is just fun because it's pretty chaotic. And, and you can see in uh, in Tyler and Naomi and Katie's eyes and, and body language that they are just reeling at this. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm on the edge of my seat watching it. And uh, Harley is is chosen to be the, the mouthpiece, um, the, the first juror. Um, and he's like, <laughs> of course, in classic, uh, TV host, um, style, he starts rattling off the vague qualities of the person that they've picked before announcing who it is. He's like, really good. The person that I have chosen today, Oxford English Dictionary defines them <laughs> as, you know, humble, can cook a nice meal. Right. And sometimes it, good at watching a movie. Right. And uh, is a land of contrasts. Uh, (laughs) And you can hear... This person is Sparta. (laughs) Yeah. And you can hear um, Tyler and Katie both telling each other, like, it's you, you've got this, which I think is very sweet. It was a nice little sort of final moment for Tyler. Um, Because, yes, it is Katie, um, the eternal underdog of this season for some reason. Um, Tyler is a little bit upset, but takes it with with grace and says, I told you I was wearing my waterproof mascara guys. Um, and she leaves with some wisdom. She says, you need to look at people you wouldn't always particularly look at. And you can't judge a book by its cover because you Mm. will always be surprised. And then weirdly, she says, um, I can't wait to appear on episode 135 of the bachelor of hearts podcast in late October. I have no idea how she knew that was going to... Like, we didn't even... We hadn't talked about covering this show. Had she seen The Psychic? Oh, good question. That must have been, yeah. If there's an on-boat psychic... I would hope so, right? Yeah. I think most... It would have to be. Most cruises have a, you know... There's a casino, there's a buffet. What was This Is Pod Racing? Yeah. What are you asking? Well, so sometimes, like, so there's this is Sparta, and then there oh, was right, other things yeah. that you said, and then I was like, I know that the other thing that people say sometimes is that this is pod racing. Yeah, I mean, that's And from, I don't know what that means. That's from Star Wars Episode One, <gasps> The one that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the one film you've seen. Anyway, sorry, Tyler. <laughs> you were good on the show. Yeah. Uh, but that's just pod racing at the end of the day. You, you know, know, at the end of the day, it is. I can't believe... I'm surprised... Every week by, by things you haven't seen. In fact, let's... Okay, let's spoil this for our listeners. Mm. There's a thing that you haven't seen that I found out about a week or two ago. And I was so surprised that I decided that because it's very thematically appropriate to what we are talking about on this podcast, mm-hmm. I need to show you this thing and uh, we are going to discuss watch it. Watch it together on the podcast. Yeah. So, in fact, we're not even going to do an episode in which we watch it and then talk about it. We're mm. going to do a commentary. Oh, yeah. We're going to sit... I've just, I've made this decision without consulting you. Oh, Max I Quinn. can't wait for this. We're going to sit in my bedroom 
on my bed together mm-hmm. with microphones in hand, and yep. we are going to watch on 3D Blu-ray Titanic. 3D. Yeah, we're going to watch it in 3D. Why not? Do I right? wear 3D goggles for this? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so oh, you will be I sitting next to me as I wear so weird. I love two this. pairs of glasses and a pair of headphones. Simply the most things anyone should ever have balancing <laughs> on their head. At any one time. This that is will the be opposite our... of the sensory deprivation tank. This <laughs> is like, right. give me more senses. Right. Uh, that will be our next Patreon episode. Um, which, by the way, you can grab two really good bonus mm. episodes per month. Sometimes they're sometimes they're a three-hour long <laughs> uh, commentary. Movie recap. Sometimes yep. they're not. Also, I think I have to change the disc partway through. It's going to be complicated. It's going to we'll be fun. We'll okay. We're going to have a good time. Excellent. Um, yes, head on over to patreon.com slash bohpod to hear those bonus episodes. I promise you won't regret it unless you do. In which case, oh, I'm sorry and I lied to you. <laughs> um, so, Naomi is excited for what's ahead. She treasures the memories of her time on the ship. Um, Tyler ITMs. I think for the first time I'm actually lost for words, which is weird because I've always got words. And Naomi ITMs, I'm a new person. I'm still me, but I'm a better version of me. And my heart will always be open to finding love. Goodbye, La. Goodbye, La. Goodbye, Omi. <laughs> um, Nao- Nao meet you in the next life. In the next She's Very not good. dead. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's the end of that one. Let's jump right into The Real Love Boat Australia, Season 1, Episode 10, which aired on Network 10 on the 3rd of November, 2022. The ship is arriving at Mykonos, Greece. Mm. Not just a 2009 single by Fleet Foxes. It's also a party city an LGBT travel destination. And as Darren tells us, quote, it's known as the Island of Winds for obvious reasons. Now, Max, was I chuckling all through this intro? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, it's Fartsville, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, no, this is a, this is a mature program. We don't, we don't stand for that kind of humor. couple of nice moments at the top of this episode. Um, Moana and Katie are hyping each other up. Uh, Katie's still so happy to be there despite it all. Uh, and then we get a little guitar duet with Patty and Jay. Yeah. And it, I thought this was quite nice. It was. It's it like, was good. It's like eight bars, so it doesn't really have a chance to outstay its welcome. Um, just enough. Yeah, just if enough. If you're going to do guitar things, do this amount. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to say to you that no guitar solo should be longer than eight bars unless you are the band Wilco. Okay, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Um, and I'm putting forward what I'd like to call the Steely Dan defense. Oh, you're right. No, never yeah. mind. Forget me. Yeah. Forget everything yeah. that you're, I've you're ever said. You're unfortunately wrong about this. So. Oh, dear. Yeah. No, um, you're right. Anyway, uh, everybody gathers on the deck for breakfast. Or deckfast, as I realized mm. they should maybe be calling it. Um, we see some early chats between Chelsea and Patty, uh, where she highlights... I'm sorry, where Chatty. Patty... Pardon? Chatty. Chatty. Yeah. We see some chat... Chat... Chatty... It's chat Patty teams. Chatty. Yeah. Uh, Patty highlights that Chelsea seems Wait, like a complete... Chatty Chatties? Huh? It's Chatty Chatties. Right. It's chat. It's Chatty Chatties. Yeah. Got you. Um... 
versus the cuck. What is the the first? I don't know. Hey. Um, <laughs> Patty highlights that she seems like a completely different person when she's not caught up in all this crazy reality TV drama. Mm. Which I bet is true. Um, and she certainly has been caught up in plenty of it. The Cupids, Hannah and Duty, arrive with good news. There are two new passengers joining the cruise, and in a hastily added voiceover, Duty makes it clear that these will be the last passengers to board the ship. Um, they did not have this in the moment. They put mm. this in later. It, it was quite funny to me and no one else. Anyway, let's talk about these fucking fellas. My, we oh got my. two boys, and I tell you, there's some interesting boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first one we meet is named Keanu. Yes, Keanu. Keanu is wearing a very loud shirt. Mm. He's got very dyed black hair. He is covered in tattoos. He looks like... I know we talked about Dark Chris being sort of a Vegas magician. Um, I don't know if Keanu is like... I couldn't tell if he was slightly lower rent or slightly higher rent. Like, But he, it feels like you could... You could choose between these two guys' magic shows, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, one's at the win and one's at whatever the other one is. Right. I don't know enough about Vegas to really make the joke here, but um, i sure somebody, you know, and by the time we get through with uh, Keanu, we'll probably have a better idea of how uh, prestigious his magic act would be, you know? Mm. Mm. He is a disability support worker, and I want to shout, shout out Keanu for that. Hell yeah. That's cool. Yes. In his video package, he says... He thinks people judge him from his Instagram because his Instagram is a total thirst trap. So let's judge him from his Instagram. I went and had a let's look at please. his Instagram. He yeah. has about 32,000 followers. Okay, bro. Um, not doing too badly. Um, and the one thing that I wanted to highlight, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not a problem. You can do whatever you want on there. But I just had a look at the people who he is following and it mm. is just lots and lots and lots and lots of attractive young women. Oh, he's a bit of a horn dog. Yeah, which like he is he is upfront about, right? Like I think yeah. he's he's not kidding about what he does on there. Um and you know, I don't want to be one of the people that he's calling out for just judging him based on his Instagram. Mm -hmm. I think it's fine, but it is also just a bit funny. Like it's rare that you get somebody on one of these shows who Actually, that's not true. Like everybody on Love Island, he has he has basically Certainly. Love Islander vibes, uh, yes. at least from the Instagram. You know, yeah, his Instagram bio is just for fun. Yeah, and that's right. He's also got a story that's called Euro Trip, and if that doesn't speak <laughs> to what this man is about, yeah, then I don't know what does. I also think maybe he's a bit of a shorty. Um, oh yeah, in the O R T Y way, I am feeling a little bit like there might be um, um, he might be a short king. Yeah, right. I yeah. didn't I didn't think that's I noticed that on the show, but I'll keep an eye out for it. Just just looking at it, maybe I'm I'm completely wrong in thinking about that, but I'm I'm feeling short king. The other thing that I wanted to point out about his Instagram is that um when he came on the show, I found his Instagram page and I sent him a follow request from BOH Pod and he followed us back within like an hour. What a boy. So g'day, Keanu. How's it going? Welcome. Um the other man that we meet is named Paul. He lives in Perth, but he's from the south of France. And Paul's thing, his sort of little quirk, is mm. that he's really hot, and I like him quite Paul a lot. Paul is rugged. Paul is, uh, Paul is serving up a slice of something I'd like to take home, mm. or something. Um, 
his like and don't get me wrong like his intro video is not like super interesting um he his he's, he's just he's, hot he's just hot and, and sometimes that's that's great you know um he's, sometimes that's enough it's all you need right he monologues about how he's ready to find love he sniffs a flower i'm getting nothing from this um Mm-mm. but yeah so the new the new blokes are invited to pick whoever they want to take on a first date right off the bat and Keanu jokes, are you allowed one, two, or three birds? Which one? Um, which does not make a very good first impression. Um, Hannah says, firstly, we don't call them birds. It's 2022. Hell yeah. Unless we're talking about grouse, that is. Huh? Bit of a callback? All right. All yeah. right. Really well done. Um, obviously I would argue that maybe the word bird is not actually the biggest problem here, um, with, with this query, but anyway, I think, you know, no, this, we get you this. Look, there are some things with this query. Yeah. Um, Paul gets first pick and he asks to go on a date with Courtney and then Keanu says, everyone has caught my eye, but I have to pick one, which one's up the back. <laughs> and Hannah advises him that he's talking about Chelsea. Of course um, he is. I love the not knowing people's names being kept in the edit. Uh, and I, I I think, I do think it is wild how much the new guys are picking the same people over and over. Right. This is a very clear trend um, that there are probably like two, three people. I, I would say um, Courtney, Chelsea, and maybe Moana are just kind of always getting like picked first. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if they do another season of this show do they try and find a way to stop that happening? Or is that kind of just like part of how it's going to work? Well, so yeah, part of it is that they have done it really cleverly on Bachelor in Paradise in years past where people might be siloed off. You might only have a small pool of people to choose from or some of these women might already be on dates as this is happening. Right. And that tends to create more interest. And they tend to be a bit more... I've I've seen so many Courtney dates at this point. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, on Bachelor in Paradise, they tend to be a bit more spread out amongst the, the yeah. resort and the beach and stuff. And so that means that they can control the narrative a bit by having a somewhat mm. more targeted, you know... Pool of people. And that's nothing against, by the way, Chelsea or Courtney or Moana. Sure. No, Moana? It's, it's, I forgot where, which one uh, it it's was. It's Moana, yeah. Moana, like, yeah. sorry. Um, it's Yeah, it's like, it's nothing against them. It's just like, I well, want not a their little bit fault, more like... You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, and it's, you know, it's... And they're not boring. They're good TV. No, exactly. I'm never to unhappy be. to see any of them. It's just like, variety is the spice of life, and particularly yes. on this type of show. Yes, and you want good things for everyone. Right. Um, and, and also, and like, the more... someone to walk in and be like, Katie, or whoever. Yeah, and also, like, the more the pe- same people get pulled over and over for different dates, the more that even... Uh, you know, even even the Chelsea Keanu storyline, which doesn't really go anywhere, then mm-hmm. has impacts on Chelsea's other storylines with other people. And right, and exactly. Of, you know, the it's chatty storyline that we're all invested in. Yeah, it's time that she's not spending with other people, and you know. Right, exactly. Um. Anyway, yes, Chelsea and Keanu. Uh, their Keanu. date. <laughs> Keanu. Yep. Their date takes place at the bar. It's a real exotic locale. Uh, Chelsea says she's coupled up with Patty, but you know, at this point it's not too serious, um, which Keanu seems very glad to hear. Mm. Um, and I also want to say like, you've got to feel for the people who get added into a reality dating show this late in the piece. True. Like you are truly just up against it from the get go as much Mm -hmm. as anybody is at all times on these shows. Mm. Um, 
you are at such a disadvantage from the fact that like you you enter this place and like seventy five percent of people have kind of already figured out what they're gonna what they're gonna be doing and exactly you, you what kind of just have to scramble. Like. Yeah. So he tells Chelsea, "You are sort of my type to a T," which she openly laughs at um, because it doesn't quite make sense. Like you are sort of my type to a T. Um, although, of course, we know that tea is good and coffee is bad. <laughs> so this, I mean, they're bound to stay together forever, right? Hmm. I think this is uh, meant to be. Yes. Chelsea wants to get to know Keanu a bit more and asks him to just say a bit about himself. And he says this, which I thought was completely inscrutable. He says, I've been single for about two years. I'm very upfront, open, chilled out guy. I'll say how it is. I don't care if it hurts someone's feelings or whatever. Shall we eat? So he's Perfect. a he's a chilled out guy who doesn't care if he hurts people's feelings. Yep. So and he'll he, also say how it is. Shall we eat? Yeah. So he wants like a realistic, down to earth show that's completely off the wall and swarming with magic robots. I have got just the show for you, Keanu. <laughs> Uh, and then Yikes. there is this moment, maybe the most interesting that happen thing that happens in these two episodes, at least as far as I'm concerned, there's this moment with the tray of snacks in front of them mm. where I'm wa- I want to put our investigating uh, uh, hat. That's what the Sherlock Holmes hat is called, right? An investigating, investigating hat. hat. Uh, I want us to get our magnifying glasses out here and just see if we can figure out is this a bit in a segment I'd like to call, is this a bit? <laughs> is this a bit? Great. Um, so Keanu says, you're going to have to explain what this is. Gesturing to the entire plate of different appetizers that is positioned in front of him. <laughs> and then he grabs a piece of green capsicum or bell pepper for our overseas listeners who are playing along mm-hmm. <laughs> with is this a bit. And he like indignantly says, what is this? Oh my God. This was the funniest. This was uh, like, this season has been a good season of TV on the whole. Uh-huh. This was by far the best part for me. Yeah. So Chelsea says, what do you mean? What's that? It's capsicum, <laughs> which is a very good response. And he says, it looks like carrot. No, Keanu. So I, I mentioned this is green capsicum. It is, is carrot is a not a vegetable famous for being green. No. Um, and then he warns her that he's a bit thick. So he's like owning it, right? Sure. Um, which I guess I, I've got to recount it all and then we can weigh whether or not mm-hmm. we think it's a bit. Um, so he says, yeah, I'm a, li- I'm a little bit thick. And then he grabs a yellow cherry tomato from this little uh, uh, serving of Greek salad. Mm-hmm. And the Greek salad also contains, I think, some red tomato, or maybe there's some red tomato elsewhere on this tray or whatever. Mm. So he picks up a yellow cherry tomato from the Greek salad, and he says, what is this? It's God. yellow, man. It's not a tomato. That's a tomato, man. It's red. That's yellow. And Chelsea continues to laugh at him, um, which I would be doing here too. Me too. And then she says, I don't know if you're trying to be funny or if this is serious. Yeah. And Keanu says, I'm being serious. Which, admittedly, <sighs> here's where we get into the debate, right? Yeah. I feel like if I were in that position, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the role of Keanu, the version of Keanu who is doing a bit. Okay. And 
I think I would say that, right? Like, I would not, even if directly asked by Chelsea, are you trying to be funny or if this is ser- are you doing, are you a bit? Ser- doing a bit or is this serious? Yeah. I would be like, I'm absolutely not doing a bit. This is truly serious. I don't know what this is. But then I think I would probably go like, what is this point to a glass of water? Or like something the most right. obvious. You know what yes, I mean? Exactly. And that would be the resolution of the joke, which we, we don't get here. So... Yeah. You know, that's not to say that he's not doing a bit because he didn't find the punchline that I thought of or whatever. I'm curious as to, like, is this funny? Is this sort of sub-question of is this a bit? Um, is he... Is It's he, only funny if he doesn't know. Right. Yeah, is he owning the fact that he doesn't know and that's funny? Or is he... Like, yeah, I'm trying to puzzle this out. Has he encountered a green capsicum before? No. I would, I would have to think surely, but maybe not. So you think he doesn't know? I believe him when he says that this is not a bit. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to believe it's a bit purely because, like, he's an have adult. Have been to Coles? <laughs> right. Like, how do you not? This is, yeah. this is normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Eat some vegetables, my friend. Please, please understand that tomatoes can come in different colors. Right. And that so can capsicums. Yeah. Um, But I will be on the lookout for, you know, Keanu's diet. If we get to see any more of it on the ship. Is he on the, like, the Jordan Peterson meat diet, maybe? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's all Atkins, you know? Maybe he's, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I'm all Atkins, baby. What's this? Capsicum, never heard of him. Right. Capsica. Um, uh, we cut over to Courtney and Paul's little date, um, where they have evidently been served the same appetizer platter. Um, no problems arise <laughs> from, <laughs> from this circumstance. Uh, and it's a date which seems to just be taking place in somebody's room. I like how low rent these first ones are. like They're Because lovely. nobody really has to compete for them. It's just like, yeah, you can go and sit over there. Just hang out. Um, Courtney loves that Paul. Oh, Courtney loves. That's funny. I didn't think of that. Mm. Um, she loves that Paul is French. She asks him to say a few words to her in his native tongue. And he says, uh, I'm really enjoying this and having a great moment with such a gorgeous woman. Um, Max, was it last episode? You recently told me on the podcast that you took French in high school. I did. So can you please tell me how to say that in French? (laughs) No. Damn it. Um, Paul asks Courtney what she's looking for. She says she's silly and dorky and loves to have a laugh and wants somebody with a matching energy and someone who's willing to give their all in return. And they're both very giggly and very flirty. And Courtney can't believe that this little date is going so well. And you can really feel that like delight and glee. It's cute and nice mm. in a way that, like, on even on this show, it's been a while. Yeah, we haven't had that much of it in these um, these episodes. And I just think, like, I was putting myself in the position, and I feel like this is one of the experiences that you do this type of thing. Like, you have to make some sacrifices to get on one of these shows. Mm. And this is the kind of thing that you hope might happen. Like, yeah. it's not often in a person's life that they're in an opportunity where they will literally get picked out of a lineup because they're like, someone finds you the most attractive. 
Yeah. Which must be an incredible like endorphin rush. Lovely, lovely feeling. And then you go on to have like great instant chemistry with that person. Yeah. Like this only that only happens to me like once or twice a week at most. At most, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's pretty irresistible. I really like I really like this scene. And I think the obviously we've been, we've talked about this for every episode, but the best scenes are just when it's like two people sitting together, chatting, and, and they're really connecting. Yes. You know? um, Keanu keeps being extremely interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> aware of the fact that since he followed us on Instagram, he might be listening. Um, What's up? I don't have anything negative to say about Keanu, no, really. Um, no, apart I from like the like Keanu, birds thing or whatever, I just think he's playing it. This is why I want to believe it's a bit because I feel like if he's playing a character, it's great fun and it's adding a new type of silly, wacky energy into the show. New type of guy. I think either way, it's adding a new type of silly, I guess wacky energy. That's into the show. definitely true. Yeah. Um, I just want to give him credit. But anyway, he says things like, yeah, I love love. I want to be in love 100%. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a very flirty guy. Um, Authentic. Yeah. He's just like, he is who he is. And that I really fucking admire. Yeah. Uh, He calls Chelsea man about 20 times in this conversation. He's like, I'm not adjusting my speaking style. This is how it's going to be, which I like. Mm -hmm. Chelsea says, I'm an empath. And Keanu says, empath? What's that? Use small words. Beautiful. Like, in this situation, if I'm Chelsea, obviously, I'm thinking... Like, to me, this is a turn-off. Um, uh-huh. Because not, not being stupid or not knowing words or whatever. Uh-huh. But I think, I think in the moment, I'm interpreting this as, like, he is pretending. Like, he... Uh. This is, like... This is, like, a move for this guy, maybe. Oh. Is like... Oh, like, I'm dumb. Ha ha. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Interesting. Like, to me, because he's selling himself as very flirty and confident. And he talks yeah. about how, you know, he he calls himself a flirty guy, right? Um, mm. That, to me, feels like this is him uh, putting on a bit of an act. Okay. And, like, it's not an inherently harmful act in any way. I don't think it's necessarily a problem. But as as far as I'm concerned, like... I like what what are what are the options from let's say hypothetically he is um doing a bit or he's putting on an act or something like that. Yeah. Which, which we don't know, but let's just entertain it for a moment. Here are the options, right? Mm. Either he's implying that he thinks that Chelsea would be intimidated by his actual intelligence. Mm. You know, so he's like dumbing it down a bit or whatever. Mm. Or he assumes that Chelsea is dumb. And he's like getting onto her level by pretending that he doesn't know anything or what you know, like that type of mm. vibe. Or um, I feel more confident about this. Maybe he's just playing a character for TV, and he's not thinking too much about the actual sort of long-term relationship type goal of this show. Um, not thinking too much about like the the real emotional health of the other people in the show because it's like it probably doesn't matter that much in this grand scheme of theme things Mm -hmm. or the other option i could think of is that he's literally just stupid like which i I don't think any of that is a good sign like if i'm chelsea sitting on this date like i'm weighing up what's this guy doing either he's dumb or he's doing some kind of weird trick you know I'm fine with any of those outcomes, to be honest with you. I think, personally, I read it as, like, this is a man who hasn't encountered this word, and mm. that's chill. Um, Maybe it was like, just because we saw all three of them cut together in close succession. I was like, he's, it feels too much like a routine. 
True. It's true, like true. a comedy like, rule of three so, situation or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. It could so easily be that, but I didn't read it as that at all. I was just like, this is a guy who doesn't know this. Yeah. And in its own way, I think that can be quite charming. I agree. I agree. It's not something that I'm like looking for, but sure. But actually, as a TV viewer, I think it's great. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm twisting myself in knots trying to like understand it on a some kind of philosophical level when it's really probably not that deep. Yeah, maybe you don't like. Maybe we we don't have to yeah. understand it on any any deeper level than like this is a guy who's like I know who I am. I yeah. both don't know what that word means and I'm extremely flirty. Yes. And you can be good at flirting without being like That's true. Smart or yeah. whatever. Yeah. In fact I would yeah, like <laughs> probably, I don't think that's probably a helps. Yeah. <laughs> in any way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um Yeah, I, I take back everything I said. Keanu <laughs> I'm fascinated I by like him. Keanu. I'm really fascinated by him. I like him too. Um but Chelsea is evidently not all that interested. Um, she asks him who else he wants to get to know. Uh, turns out it's Moana, so let's see if there's any traction there. Mm-hmm. There is a little like getting to know you moment between Jack and Katie, um, which is nice but pretty uneventful. But I mention it only because partway through, Jack says, I'm not being disingenuous. Which we remember as a classic Jamie Doranism. Oh, Jamie. It's been so long. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if they reached out to him for the challenge. I wonder if, you know, like, is he still on the radar? I don't know. It's been such a while, but... Obviously, he was trying to sue them for a while. So, like, maybe Channel 10 is just like, I'm sorry, there's no more. Nothing's happening here. Um, Oh, that was good gear, though, from Jamie, wasn't it? I did. I actually did a little um, like going back through old notes, and I, I realized that um, there's a there's a little uh, disingenuous discourse from U.S. Bachelorette as well. Oh, really? Um, the word disingenuous seems to come up quite a bit during Rachel Lindsay's season of Bachelorette, right. um, which we may actually end up discussing on the Patreon or something someday. So, in relation to that man. Uh, I would assume. Nothing to do with Jamie Doran on the US Bachelorette. No, no, no. Remember the controversial man? Uh, Yeah. I I actually can't remember exactly um, who was saying someone was disingenuous, although you're probably right that it was that um, strange villainous. That strange man. Uh, man from that season. Anyway, we will unpack who that who is that man. None of us can remember, so we'll have to find out. Um, Anyway, I like. I like the idea of Jack and Katie building a connection. I, I hope that that's kind of what's beginning to happen here. Yeah. Um, I also think it's really funny, something I didn't notice, because they really haven't talked about or to each other that much. Jack has a British accent, right? It's kind mm. of quite strong. I don't know necessarily what region it is, but um, the, the, the specific way that his accent influences the way that he pronounces her voice, I think mm. is really funny. Because he every time he says it, he says like, Kai-i? Like, or something. <laughs> it's just like it's a bit cockney in the way that he something says it, about it. It's just like I love the idea of them ending up together and f- her hearing her name pronounced that way for years to come. Right, like <laughs> Russell Coity. Kite. Uh, Courtney and Paul continue being cute. Coitney. Coity. Uh, Courtney and Katie haven't hooked up yet. 
Um, no. We'll see if that happens in the remaining episodes. Um, but for now, it's Courtney and Paul. Courtney asks, if he could have good food or good sex for the rest of his life, which would he choose? And before she can even finish asking the question, he's like, sex, which is a hit with her. Um, she tells him she's into him. She can feel that spark already. She's blown away before asking him to speak a bit more French. He teaches her to say kiss in French uh, and then teaches her to ask for a kiss in French. And then they share a kiss. The kiss is not French for anyone keeping track. this is pod racing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, very sweet moment. This was lovely. Yes. Um, They also, like, drizzle some CGI love hearts over the screen for this moment. Mm. Which is, like, I feel like one of, like, a half a dozen tops, like, effects shots that they've used in this show. Like, they're very sparingly... um, added in there which i think mm. i imagine that means like because they're only using it in moments where it really because i think it was um i think it was like courtney and oh no it wouldn't have been courtney i think this is when jesse and michaela yes he had love heart eyes when she walked in so i feel like That's this right. is them actually like hanging a lampshade on it and saying like this is a big plot we moment. do this on the show yeah. yeah yeah um so i imagine that means that these two are pretty likely to keep going the distance um, Going and speed. <laughs> that's right. Um, hopefully, he's not all alone in his time of need because Courtney will be there. Um, and they'll together they will race and pace and plot the course. Great. Hmm. Uh, it's time for the captain's table and for the women to pitch hard for the final trip to the upgrade suite and the final destination dates. This. I feel like this might be a bit of a spoiler. I'm going to give something away that I think is going to happen in the next episodes. Um, uh, it might be a bit of a spoiler for next week's episode. I believe the final destination date is when they have a premonition of a catastrophic plane explosion and then they get <laughs> off the plane and death starts picking them off one by one. Great. Um, in the yeah. order they were meant to die. Yes, very good. Funny joke. I've heard, I've heard that that is yeah, on the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah is back alongside duty for this captain's table. Um Whatever it was that was keeping her away. Uh, who can say? Who knows? Uh, although now Darren is there too. So Darren has been filling her spot. I think maybe they just realized that he's too much fun like for them oh, to leave great. him out, you yeah. know? Um, or I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to hang out and get, have a nice dinner. Um, but Hannah says there will be a rooftop cocktail date, a beach club date, and a relaxing yoga day up for grabs. So Sally is the first to pitch. And, of course, she opts for Jay. Um, We get some sappy acoustic guitar behind this as Sally hopes that, uh, or she says that she hopes this goes the whole way and they join their families after this. And it's very nice. And Darren says, Darren says they actually have a chapel on board and a wedding dress designer. Um, Incidentally, the wedding dress designer is Sally. Unless they're talking about another one. Like, that is what Sally does. It's like, yeah, you could, (laughs) you could turn it around, right? A couple episodes Christ. left. Um, I also like the fact that he's encouraging them to get married on board the boat, but he is very firmly not allowing them to live in the same room. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Like maybe after they get married on board the ship, he'll he'll permit them to share a bed. Yeah, they can then have yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> he's like, I'm not sorry. Rules are rules. Yeah. yeah. Michaela pitches hard for Jesse and her to get the upgrade suite. 
She tears up and her makeup runs as she says, I came into this experience without thinking I would meet somebody like that. And I feel really blessed that I've come across him. Um, they don't <laughs> they don't get the upgrade suite. <laughs> Feels rough. Anyway, uh, uh, Moana pitches for both the upgrade suite and the destination date. She's like, I think I'm going to take both. And Darren thinks that she means both twins. <laughs> really funny. Which is very funny. I feel like that could be a fun late game move, to be honest. Great move from Moana. She's yep. like, look, if you're going to knock all of us off the boat. Yeah. I'm going to hoard you. as many of these guys as I can. Well, it's like also, like, obviously it's a bit weird, but like they chose to come on the show together. We don't know much about how that ended up happening. True. So they can't, they can't not expect this to come up, you yeah. know? Yeah, so, at a certain point. Moana, take your little two for one deal. <laughs> Uh, Courtney pitches for Paul saying, I know it sounds ridiculously crazy, but when you know, you know, and Hannah, Hannah is doing some good, like on set producing. She raises the stakes. She says, are we saying potential love at first sight here? And Courtney says, yeah, yeah. In a, in a sort of, in a sort of semi joking way. And then, so she, she says, yeah, yeah, nah, nah. Like she kind of corrects herself but mm. because she said yeah first it gets drowned out by everybody else's reactions and they're all going oh which is really funny everyone um, is overjoyed to hear this right and also they don't show her saying no on screen right. like they cut you away from hear that it off screen right so we you know the audience just believes that she's 100 percent all eggs one basket which mm-hmm. i just think this is great producing you know really this is how you make me. this more exciting yeah Chelsea reports back on her date with Keanu, who told her that, I I don't know if I missed this or something, but apparently he said that she might be too intellectual for him. So, like, yeah, maybe, I think you're right. Maybe it wasn't an act. Maybe he's just, it's like, yep, we're just not quite connecting because I don't Mm -hmm. know the words that she's using uh, or the vegetables. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She also tells everybody else that he didn't realize that tomatoes could be different colors. So funny. Uh, which is very funny. Effectively issuing a big red flag for all the other women. Mm. Um, or at least a yellow flag. Yeah. I'm not sure if flags can be different colors. Um, Depends. If, you, if you're going to the beach, I think that matters quite a lot. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, good, good point. Um, anyway, Chelsea pitches for Patty based on the strength of a couple of good chats with him. Um, Katie says at this point, I just don't feel like love is on the cards for me here. This entire experience, I've been chosen last the whole time. This poor woman. I know. Yeah. The two blokes came in today and didn't even look at me. I'm getting to the point where I've kind of had enough. She starts to tear up. She's comforted by Sally. It's really sad. Mm. Um, everyone is being really supportive though. Um, and Hannah, Duty, and Darren remain very confident that they can help her find love. But yeah, it really is pretty tough to watch her Mm. going through this. Um, But she pitches for a date with Jack because they had some good laughs and it's about, it's about time she had some fun and at least fucking got off the boat for a minute, you know? Yeah, fully. So it's time to reveal the good news. Darren steps in with an Ahoy mateys. I was like, oh, he's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, to reveal... The, of course, we invented the phrase, ahoy mateys. We did. Yeah. Uh, and he reveals the recipients of the final dates in Athens. The beach date goes to Chelsea and Patty. The second final destination date 
Um, that's the one with the incredible highway pileup at the start. It's my favorite one in the series. Um, goes to Courtney and Paul. Uh, and then the Final Destination 3 date, that's the one where they start getting really silly and, you know, starts with their roller coaster accident, features Mary Elizabeth Winstead before she was really great. famous. Uh, that one goes to Katie and Jack. Love. Which is great. We love, you know, they, they're, do, they're picking these really well, I think, every time. You know, they give you a pretty well-established one. They give you one that you're interested to see what the next step will be. And they give you one that's One that might of, be a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, it remains unclear who is going to get the dates based around the shitty soft reboot from 2009, which they just called The Final Destination, mm. or the 3D one from 2011, which is secretly like the second best one in the franchise. I actually really like it. Mm. Um, maybe you and I will do a 3D movie watch along for that as well. Right. Couldn't be more closely linked to what we're talking about here. Uh, we'll report back. Um <laughs> Finally, the last trip to the upgrade suite goes to Moana and Harley. Whoa. Um, honestly, not where I thought that was going. Like, no, I, me neither. I thought that they had loaded these episodes up with so much expectation for Jesse and Michaela mm. um, that that they were a lock. But, but yeah, it, it, it's Moana and Harley. We watch them collapse onto the bed together and Harley ITMs. It feels so meant to be and so right. It's good to have some quality, intimate time with Moana and maybe get a chance to have a kiss. Maybe get a chance maybe. to have one kiss? Do you know, Harley? Thank you. People have Thank you for fought and died are. to have a night in this room. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I might hypothetically enjoy <laughs> to have a single kissing. Right. One kiss. And then we'll go our separate ways. <sighs> So that's the end of the episode. Uh, next time, we got the, we got a pretty wild, like, next time, I think, coming up on or something, because I think maybe yeah. they're combining... As far as I know, we've got two more weeks of episodes left. Oh, I thought it was just this week, but... I believe, based mm-hmm. on uh, some TV blogs I was reading, that it's meant to be a 14-episode season. Okie doke. So I think that means there's two more weeks. Um, got you. But I think the next time on that we saw this time was combining stuff from both of those. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, probably just to hype us up and maybe because not a huge amount is going to happen on the next episodes. Who knows? Um, but pretty wild one anyway. Courtney and Paul are going hard and fast. Uh, we see an ITM from Courtney saying, we won't say that I'm in love yet. Oh, um, Courtney. And we also see Patty and Chelsea kissing while Patty says in VO, and I don't, don't, don't know if it's about Chelsea or, or who or whatever, but he says, we realized we were probably right for each other the whole time. Oh. And then also right at the very end, we see the couple, it looks like anyway, the couple's finally being allowed to move into the same room together. Cute. So, bit of a spicy one. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, that next Australian time on... TV, goodness gracious. Well, yeah. Um, and that made me feel pretty confident about these remaining episodes. Um, even though I, I think we've, we've said, like, these types of shows can often just drag a little bit towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and these episodes were kind of just, just fine and a necessary stepping stone. Um, but this, of course, was the best episode of our podcast ever made. Ever, ever made. And if you would like to continue following on with the podcast, if you want to join us for the Titanic episode, the way that you can do that is on our Patreon. Xavier. That's right. You can join us at patreon.com slash bohpod. It is $5 a month. You will get two exclusive bonus episodes um, every month, and I think you're going to like them. You'll also get access to the backlog. We've got like a whole season of 
the Australian Bachelor that we talked about on there. You can listen to a whole bunch of that. So if you're waiting for our next episode on the main feed to come out, why don't you dive right in there? Spend a spend a good 40, 40 minutes or whatever before I introduce all of those episodes too. I think. <laughs> Um, and yeah, if you, uh, if you are enjoying our podcast, you can also find us on social media. We're of course at BOH pod on mm. Instagram and whatever's left of Twitter. And, uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep live tweeting on the sinking ship, I guess. We love the boat. <laughs> we'll love to, yeah, we'll wait and see what's going on there. You can yeah. all, of course also find us at the Bachelor of Hearts Osh posting group on Facebook. We've got a bunch of new members in the last couple oh, yeah. of weeks. Oh yeah, super super welcome to have you. Yeah, you know? shouts out. Thanks for thanks for swinging by. Um, that's probably about all we got to say. I hope you enjoy this app. We'll be back again before too long. Um, make sure you put on some sunscreen and wear a flitty. Yeah. Slip slop slay listeners, we love you. <laughs> Is that do we finally come up with an episode name for this one? I didn't think I said anything that was episode title worthy. <laughs> Fantastic. Great job. Uh, uh, thank you so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Mwah, mwah. Goodbye. Bye.